the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the strangest sacrifice in Israel's history. The red heifer sacrifice was considered, in fact, the most sacred and significant sacrifice in Israel's history. How many of you have ever even heard of it? I mean, we don't talk about it. We talk about the Passover lamb. We talk about Jesus dying for our sins this way and that. But the red heifer is the sacrifice that mattered the most to the Jewish nation. That's Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, you can call at any time, 24-7, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Someone is standing by right now to take your phone call. Today's Reaching Your Heart is the conclusion to a message we started the last time we were together entitled, The Red Heifer. That's the Red Heifer. And we'll conclude that broadcast here today. We hope that you enjoy it. Here is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentenko. I go around and I hear people in certain Christian quarters saying, we don't want to talk about the blood of Christ. That's a pagan idea of sacrifice. You know what? It's the sacrifice of Christ on the cross that makes this pagan have a clean heart. I'll take it any day over the philosophy and the foolishness that people exert to take its place. And God forbid that we should glory in anything except the cross of Christ by which the world, we are crucified to it and we are fully crucified to it. We can't escape our connection to the dead man, Adam. Why? Because the dead man's genes are found in us. And unless the blood of Jesus makes us clean, we are dead, we are unclean. We need the mikvah waters that come from Jesus' side. We need the baptism waters that come because of the cross. Romans 5.14. Open your Bibles. Now, Paul is very clear here. Our connection to the past is our connection to the dead. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, he writes in Romans, even over those whose sins were not like the transgression of Adam. And then he says this, who was a type of the one who is to come. Adam brought death. Adam's decision put us all into a collective cabinet of evil. And somehow Jesus would come and he would be a new Adam. And he would touch us and the uncleanness of Adam would be replaced by the purity and the power of a new Adam. 1 Corinthians 15, 22, For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. I don't want to be found in these last days having a righteousness of my own based on law, based on how good I think I am. I want a righteousness that is found because I am in Christ by faith. And so Paul says, so also in Christ, in Christ shall all be made alive. You know, when a person is baptized, when a person comes to Jesus, they are baptized into Christ. They enter into a covenant relationship with Christ. And the covenant is a stable thing for them. See, just like you're married, you know, my wife and I are married, and if she has a bad morning, she wakes up and the curlers don't work right and the hair falls down. And one day she burned herself with her curling iron. You should have been there. It was a beautiful thing to see, my beautiful wife, her character. 
Oh, honey, I burned my face. It was a few years ago. I said, honey, your face is beautiful with that scar. Don't put any makeup on it. Leave it there. Oh, i got to put a little on. No. Now, look, you see, a covenant isn't based on whether or not you have a scar. It went away. But if it had never gone away, it wouldn't have mattered a lick to me. You hear me? Because my wife's face is beautiful with a scar, without a scar, with a gray hair there or not. She's beautiful. And the covenant is stable. Now, how does God relate to us? Does he cast us off because we have a down day? Because the curling iron doesn't work for us in the morning as Christians? No. There is stability in the covenant, and Christ shall all be made alive. If you are baptized into Christ, you belong to Christ. Your life is new. It is governed by who he is. Now, I got into some hot water probably with that illustration, did I? My wife shakes her head. I'm okay. It doesn't matter what you think. I'm all right with her, okay? Now, according to the book of Hebrews, friends, Jesus died at the summit of the Mount of Olives. You don't have to guess where Christ died. The book of Hebrews reveals it. He died at the summit of the Mount of Olives, where the ashes of the red heifer were taken up from the place of sacrifice. Utterly clear in the book of Hebrews. At the altar outside the gate, Jesus died at the place where the red heifer died in sacrifice. So Jesus, according to the book of Hebrews, is the sacrifice of the red heifer. He is the Adam heifer. He is the Adam sacrifice. He is the second Adam who dies for the sins of the world. From Adam to the end, the dead and the living meet in him. Before the Lord, the Bible says, the priest was to present the blood of the red heifer. The Mount of Olives faces the door of the temple. The blood was sprinkled at the door of the temple outside the camp. Christ died on the cross of Calvary facing God as the darkness of God's wrath, His righteous anger toward evil, fell on Him as God's heart was broken, the Father God and God the Son was broken in holy love to save us from our sins. At the altar of the red heifer, Hebrews 13, verse 10. Open your Bibles, mark it. Hugely significant in our study. Paul says, we have an altar from which those who serve the tent, meaning the sanctuary inside the city, have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin, and they catch the key phrase, are burned outside the camp. Verse 11 is a direct allusion to Numbers 19.11 where the red heifer was to be burned outside the camp. He's saying, look, that altar where the red heifer died at the summit of the Mount of Olives that was burned outside the camp, that's our altar. That's where we go to. That's where it happened. Continue with verse 12. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Outside the camp meant a certain distance beyond the city wall. And, you know, the present site that is thought of as the place of the Holy Sepulchre and so on is technically inside the city. It is not the place where Jesus died or where he was raised or the like. Christ was raised from a tomb that was near the top of the Mount of Olives. It was held by Christians for 300 years to be true. He was facing the veil of the temple, and it could be seen because the eastern wall was low enough. And when the Roman centurion saw him die, he saw the veil of the temple rent. The only place where that is possible is from the summit of the Mount of Olives. And so Hebrews 13 is not just talk, it's giving us the very place where Christ died. 
Outside the camp was meant to mean outside the city where the altar of the red heifer was sacrificed. Outside the gate meant outside the eastern gate that went up that sacred ramp that went right to the altar of the red heifer so the sacrifice would be pure. Right near that altar, Paul says, Jesus died for the sins of the world. Verse 13, therefore let us go forth to him outside the camp and bear the abuse he endured. For 300 years, the early Christians believed that Jerusalem would move to the east. It would one day be built on the summit of the Mount of Olives. The old Jerusalem is obsolete because something has happened at the altar of the red heifer. And they looked for the place of Jesus' return. His feet would touch the summit of the Mount of Olives. And there the holy city would come down. And there God's throne would be found. Because the old Jerusalem is obsolete. Something has happened to the east. And Paul goes on to say, verse 14, For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city which is to come. As the blood of the red heifer, friend, Jesus has purified the human race from the sin of Adam. We are accepted in Jesus. That's huge. This foolish talk that somehow God will keep babies out of heaven because they were born with a sinful human nature. The Bible does not support this idea. Christ died for every human being from Adam to the end. There will be children in heaven with no parents because Jesus loves children. And there will be motherless babies raised by angels and others in eternity because the Adam sacrifice has been given for the human race. Our connection to Adam, friend, no longer prevents us from entering the sanctuary in heaven. Our connection to God is sure when Christ died at the altar of the red heifer, the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom, meaning the barrier between God and man was over. And no longer did that temple matter a lick because heaven was open. Heaven was open and the heavenly sanctuary was inaugurated and thus Christ was to ascend into the presence of the Father as our great high priest and thus we are to come to God in a new sanctuary, not of earth, by faith in Jesus Christ to the very throne of God. You know, our human DNA that is our direct contact with the dead man Adam is no longer a barrier to keep us away from God. Now think about that. You get up in the morning, you struggle with sin in your life. God knows that. He loves you as a son or daughter anyway. The Adam heifer has been slain. Number 10 has died on the cross beside the altar of the red heifer. Type has met anti-type. And thus this red heifer that was found doesn't matter one bit. And thus any child of Adam who comes to Jesus can be cleaned by the mikvah Holy Spirit water that flows from Jesus' side. To all who ask to be clean, Jesus says, I will be clean. Take your Bibles. Turn with me to Zechariah 13, verse 1. Here the prophecy was given of Christ's death on the cross. On that day, there shall be a fountain open for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and uncleanness. And on that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will cut off the names of the idols from the land so that they shall be remembered no more. And also I'll remove from the land the prophets and the unclean spirit. When Jesus hung upon the cross of Calvary, he was the sacrifice for Adam and every child of Adam from Adam to the end. In Jesus, all the dead meet and every living person too. And Jesus makes us clean. Friend, I don't know about you. There have been times in my life I've struggled with uncleanness. Have you ever struggled with uncleanness? 
you know, you get up in the morning, you dedicate your life to Christ, and something happens in the day, and you realize you've been sullied. Has that ever happened to you? Has it? And what I'm grateful for is this, that Jesus Christ, when He died on that cross for me, He took all that into Him. Every victory, every failure I'd ever experienced, and He relived my life, and His victory becomes mine by faith. His victory is applied to my need. His cleanness comes because of His virtue and His contact with my life. And for this I'm grateful. Friend, the Adam heifer has been slain. Christ has died at the summit of the Mount of Olives. And thus any child of Adam who comes to Jesus can be cleaned by the mikvah Holy Spirit water that flows from His side. Zechariah 13.1 On that day there will be a fountain open for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and uncleanness. And on that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will cut off the names of the idols from the land so that they shall be remembered no more. And also I'll remove from the land the prophets and the unclean spirit. When Christ hung upon the cross of Calvary, he was our sacrifice for sin. He was the Adam heifer. And at the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. Now, there are times in our life we'd like to complete the work of God. We'd like to add to it somehow. We'd like to do something to make ourselves feel like we're accepted. And thus we can even turn the law into a means of righteousness in our life. Now, I believe in righteous living. I believe in obedience to God. I believe that we should take seriously our calling. But the minute the law becomes for us our right to righteousness, our access to God's mercy, the grace of God is of none effect, and thus the sacrifice of God means nothing. Friend, God has planted a cross between B.C. and A.D., between the past and the present, as the center of the universe, at the center of history, to tell us that He has died for our sins, and thus whatever life we live in, the future. It is rooted in His sacrificial death for us. We cannot overcome without the cross. Justice and mercy kissed and grace was poured out like the mikvah water of cleansing. It was opened up for the house of David in the world. Numbers 19.6 God commanded the priest to throw hyssop into the fire that burned the red heifer. Hyssop is the verb for healing. It's oregano. How many of you like oregano on your pizza? You realize oregano is one of the most powerful healing herbs in the world? Pastor Michael Oxentenka will continue in just a moment. Reaching Your Heart is a listener-supported program. We step out in faith to purchase airtime on this station because we believe God is working through this radio ministry to touch tens of thousands of lives. Each of our messages is prayed over, biblical messages of hope and Bible truth. To continue, we need your support. We do not have a large ministry fundraising machine, We operate totally by faith. Call our toll-free number to make your contribution of any size today. That number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Or you can stop by our website, reachingyourheart.com. That's reachingyourheart.com. Let's get back to the broadcast now. Here is Pastor Michael Oxentenka with more of today's Reaching Your Heart. You realize oregano is one of the most powerful healing herbs in the world? It's nature's best antiseptic. It will kill a yeast infection. I mean, it will heal you up if you take a little of it in your diet every now and then. So take oregano. It was put in the midst of the fire. Why? In John 19, 29, the Roman soldiers had a twig of hyssop 
dipped in vinegar and it was given to Jesus at the cross. So hyssop was placed in the midst of the fire when Christ died for our sins, just like the altar of the red heifer. And that's when he said in John 19.30, it is finished and he died. The hyssop was thrown into the fire of the cross by the Roman soldier. In John 19.34, John records that the mikvah waters of purification came from Jesus' side at that altar when the Roman spear pierced his side. Look at John 19.34. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and at once there came out, what does the text say? Came out blood and water. Blood is like the red in the paru edema, the red heifer. And water is clean like the mikvah, the waters of purity that the unclean man or woman needs. And so the water and the red, it's all there. Purity and sacrifice. Jesus is the Adam heifer. Friend, the blood that flows and purifies us is precious blood. Let's not take it for granted in our life. It was red and costly. It was spilt on the ground of the earth, not on an altar, but on the ground of the earth to redeem the world and bring us back to God. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, the red earth, that He gave us His only Son, the red heifer, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Friend, Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice that's outside the temple, that's outside the wall, that is the rejected sacrifice that redeems the human race. And the mikvah waters flow from Jesus' side to you and me. You know, when that holy city comes down at the end of the millennium, and the book of Zechariah says Jesus' feet will touch the Mount of Olives, it will split from north to south, and there the throne of God will come down within that city, and the throne of God will rest upon the very spot where Jesus died for the sins of the world. And there the river of life will flow out for all eternity to men and women who need God for endless ages. The mikvah waters of purification. You know, when a man or woman is baptized in the Christ, it's a precious thing because it means they have aligned with who Jesus is in their life. And thus they have a right to cleanness, a right to eternal life, a right to know God. At the cross, the true temple was restored. Look at Hebrews 12, 22. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to innumerable angels in festal gathering, to the assembly of the firstborn who enrolled in heaven, to the judge who is God of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Now look at verse 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and the sprinkled blood that speaks more graciously than the blood of Abel. You see, the cross of Christ has accomplished what is necessary to inaugurate a new temple. It's not an earthly temple. The third temple that matters is the heavenly sanctuary. God's throne room has become our holy house of dwelling by faith. Hebrews 13.4 says, For we have no lasting city, here implied, but we seek the city which is to come. The Christian said, forget about Jerusalem. It's moving to the east. The Mount of Olives is the new place for the new sanctuary. Where is it right now? It's in heaven. Christ is at the right hand of our Father God. Friend, Jerusalem will move to the Mount of Olives in the future when the holy city comes down from God as prophesied in Revelation 22.10. When you open your Bibles, you look at that verse, it says, the angel took me to a high mountain. What mountain is that? The highest mountain on earth, the Mount Calvary. And there at the summit of the Mount of Olives, he saw the holy city coming down as a bride adorned for her husband. 
There Jesus' feet will touch the Mount of Olives, as prophesied in Zechariah 14.4. North and south will divide, the sun will shine, and the darkness will be defeated. And Christ's feet will touch it, the city will land, and there the throne of God will rest on the place he was separated from his Father. When he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There the throne of God will reside. You know, it's no accident in Revelation 22.1. The Bible says the throne of God is the throne of God and the Lamb. There they will be together forever because they were broken apart right there. And there they paid the price for the atonement. As the parah adumah, Jesus, the red heifer, who shed his blood for us, will be the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And there the Holy Spirit will flow from the center of the throne, as the book of Revelation says. Now, people go to China. Has anyone here ever been to China? My wife has. I forgot about that, honey. Anyone walk the Great Wall of China a little bit? My wife has. You'll have to go on a study tour with everyone, honey. You know, they go to China for many reasons. Great cultural sites, amazing archaeological findings. But people also go because they like the best Chinese cooking in the world. How many of you are Chinese cooking fans? we got a lot of people who love Thai food around here. You don't like it? How many like Southern Asia food? We have some of you here. I like Southern Asia food. I like a lot of foods. I like Chinese food too. In fact, I love Chinese food if it's cooked right. Now, the hot pot is considered a favorite meal for the family in China. You gather around the pot and you take food out of the pot full of broth as it simmers and boils a little bit. And the family gathers and they pull the simmering pieces out of the pot. A famous restaurant chain in China lost $190 million in market value because one person took a picture of something they pulled out of a pot. A customer fished out a little baby rat that was cooked into the broth right there in that restaurant. A baby rat. Made it tasty, evidently. It was probably intentional, but someone found out And the local newspaper reported the story Friday. The Chinese social media, their version of Facebook, took over. And then the stock market opened on Monday. And $190 million from that restaurant chain was lost almost instantly. Who wants to eat in a restaurant where they serve rats? Revelation 14.4 reveals that the final generation will be clean when Jesus comes. Friends, there will be no rats in your life. There'll be no uncleanness in your life. It will be clean. In fact, if you doubt what I'm saying, Isaiah 66, 17 says there'll be no swine and there'll be no rats in your life if you're ready for the coming of the Lord. It says it. You read it. I'm not saying it. No defilement will be found in them because they follow the Lamb in Revelation 14, 4. It says they're pure. They're clean. They've been washed with the mikvah washing of the blood and the water. Their robes have been made white in the blood of the Lamb. And not because they're good at being perfect people. The book of Revelation doesn't teach this. But because they have followed the Lamb, because they have allowed the water to get into them, they're clean. Friend, it only takes one rat in the broth of your life to mess it up and spoil the whole thing. No man or woman can be partially God's. We must be wholly committed to God. We must be fully clean. And this we cannot do by our own efforts. God has done in Jesus what we cannot do. He has suffered for our sins. He has bled for our sins. He has atoned for them. And then he has done something more. He has opened his own heart to us. 
the Holy Spirit, as that Roman spear went in and the water came out, the mikvah water of purity came out of Jesus, the offering of the red heifer, anatypically speaking. And the water flows to us, the Holy Spirit flows to us because of his sacrifice. We are made clean every day of our life when we ask for it by faith and prayer. Because of Jesus, we are clean. You know, if you're lacking certainty and you're lacking acceptance in your life, don't look to self. Look to Jesus. In Jesus, our robes are washed in the blood of the Lamb because we have come into contact with Him at the altar outside the camp. To all who seek healing and the right to be clean, friend, Jesus says with tears of joy on Sunday morning, I will be clean. Why? Because Jesus was the Adam heifer and because the blood and the water that flow from Jesus' side takes away the sin of Adam It takes away your sins too in that mighty Holy Spirit stream of God's grace and forgiveness and power in your life. Praise God for Jesus. Number 10, the red heifer has come. There is no need for another. Father, we long for the day when the holy city is found to the east of the old city. When the feet of Jesus touch the holy mountain. And we can sit on that throne with you, Jesus, and your Father. And listen to the story of what you went through to save the lost. Lord, may we never in a shallow way treat the cross with contempt. May we hold it tight and live for you and love you and share you with those we love. Thank you for the blood that makes us clean. In Jesus' name, amen. That will conclude the return of the red heifer. Today's Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe in prayer. We believe in the God who answers our prayers and meets our needs. Each week, we are standing by to receive your prayer requests and seek God with you. His word declares, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Call our prayer line today with your requests, and our team will join you in seeking that the God of heaven will meet each one of your needs. Our telephone number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. If you would like to listen to this message again, it is available for you at reachingyourheart.com. Once again, reachingyourheart.com. There are many messages available along with this broadcast as well. Thanks for listening today, and as always, we want you to know that we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.